in the audience, and I, uh, I had to literally, you know, hold my guard. I'm like, yeah, Kirby, this is not what we're gonna do. You're here to deliver a message. <laughs> Mama and Papa, come on here. Sakpase. <laughs> it is really, really exciting. Um, for those who doesn't know, this is my parent, uh, Elliot, and Mr. Tony. He actually, I think he loved me so much, he gave me his middle name. <laughs> so my middle name is T, which, is, which stands for Tony, uh, that, which is my father. So I'm like, very proud and excited to be here. And it's crazy, because the last time I, bring it down, bring the music down just a little bit. Oh, bring the music down just a little bit. Yeah. The last time I was preaching, uh, well, I was supposed to, they came and uh, uh, I think we happened to have, uh, there was a switch that took place in the last minute. So uh, this is the first time, um, I think this is the first time for a long time they've seen me on stage. They all often see me on stage singing, but never see me on stage preaching. Uh, and my dad has been preaching his whole life, so hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully I meet the standard. Hey, there we go. <laughs> but it's, it's really, really awesome. I'm so excited. Um, uh, it's really, really awesome to have your parent uh, support. Um, it means a lot to me. I didn't think they were coming. I didn't know they were coming. So they, it's, it's beautiful. I'm just going on and on about them. But there we go. OK. <laughs> um, timing. OK, so it's 20. Let's see, there we go. I'm gonna try to get you guys out of here as soon as possible. But um, let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father, for this moment. We thank you, Father, for your love and your mercy and your peace, Father. We thank you, Father, for your forgiveness. Indeed, Father, we are forgiven by you because you chose us, Father God, to be your beloved children, Father. So we are honored, Father, in this moment, Father, to bring your word, to share the word, Father, in your behalf, Father. Use me as a vessel, for I don't know, Father, what to say, but I empty myself, Father, in this moment and allow your Holy Spirit to minister through me, Father, for the sake of your children, Father. Father, have your way. Say whatever you desire to say, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. So, um, <laughs> last week we spoke about root. Like, the whole series that we are doing this week... Um, uh, this is going to be, this is our second message. The whole series that we are doing is forgiveness. Um, but last week we talked about rooted, uh, the root, where it actually starts. Like, because um, in everything there is a beginning. Um, there is, it takes, it starts somewhere. Often we, we always have to go back to the original, what happened. Because uh, often we, can easily leave that out. Like, okay, I'm maybe acting up some way, somehow, um, in my 20th years, uh, <laughs> in my 30th, in your 50s, in your 70s. But, and some people, they would love to leave in denial. They would just, okay, you know, I'm just, this is just, this is how I am, I, I'm that way. But in reality, if you truly search deep in, you can find, if you truly desire to be free, and you can go back and do some research, some, some 
deep digging and you'll find answers. You'll, you can connect, you'll know, okay, okay, this is the root and this is how to fix it. So this is pretty much what we talked about last week. But this week, again, is, we're still doing the same series. It's still, still about forgiveness. But this, today, we're going to be talking about uprooted unforgiveness. So we're talking about forgiveness or unforgiveness, you know, for those who doesn't like to forgive. Um, and we're going to go quickly into Luke 8, verse 15. I know there's a whole chapter, like we could easily read the... Uh, Luke 8, verse 4 to 15, but we don't really necessarily need the whole chapter just as a reference. Um, And there's Jesus. He was talking about the parable of the farmer scattering seeds. So, and we're just going to focus on verse 15. So on the verse 15, he was pretty much giving the disciples. And Jesus always had this thing that he does where he would talk to the massive in parable. He will tell them, you know, sky is blue. You figure it out. <laughs> but with his, for his disciple, those that are, that his teaching, he would take a different matter on telling them the mystery secrets behind, you know, behind what he's trying to say. So he pulled the disciple to the side and he told them, he was telling the mysteries of the seeds. And we're using these verses, we're gonna go, we're going somewhere with it. It says on verse 15, and the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. And the reason why we're talking about seeds is again, a continuation from last week. If you're gonna uproot it something, meaning remove it, then we need to understand, first of all, what we are removing. Because when you see a tree, the tree doesn't just turn out to be a tree, it started somewhere. It started as a seed. <clears throat> and one thing I've come to understand, the enemy knows God's system. Satan knows God's system, and of course, in his ultimate plan, his 24-hour job, his, he lived to literally oppose everything that the Father creates. If the Father says you're blessed, then he's going to minister to you, no, you're not blessed. If the Father says that you are more than conquer, he's going to say, no, you are defeated. So everything that the Father says, he always come with with an opposition, or he's always going to minister to you something opposite to what God is telling you. So in this, and why he does that is because he understands the Father system. He, he was up there with him. And we're not talking often, we, you know, we, when we talked about Satan, of course, which means the opposer, he's been around since time was, <laughs> eternity. So he was there in the beginning. So he knows when the father talks about trees, and even in the Bible talks about when the tree is very important because whenever we talk about tree, whenever we see tree, we see life. And it's so important. We see trees in so many aspects in the Bible in the very beginning. Adam and Eve. So when he, because he understands system, how the father operates, so when he hears trees, and now in this verse, 
Jesus was talking about planting seeds, scattering seeds around. So he understands if I need to get anybody, then I need to get them from the very seed. If I need to come against what the Father is doing in somebody's life, the best way for me to do it is started from the life, the beginning. So I found this quote. It says, the word of God or seeds fall in good soil in our heart, which produce good fruit. That's what the Bible says. When the word of God falls in our heart, it falls in a good soil, and what it does is it produces good fruit. But the enemy understands seeds. So what he does is he will go against that or oppose that, and the very, he would go and he also drops seeds. He also releases seeds, except they are opposing everything that the Father would, you know, is about. For example, and one other thing I've come to realize is in order to defeat something, again, like I was saying earlier, we have to understand the, the nature of the person that we are dealing with, which is an opposer, and his intention, what he's trying to do, what he's trying to uproot it out of your life. He's really trying to block so many things. And often those are the small distractions. And most of the time you see people that that deals with um, issues, it goes from the very beginning. Like you have, um, when the enemy, what he's trying to do is he will try to start from the very beginning, meaning he will drop a small seed because even though he knows that, okay, you know what, that seed, you may not understand that that seed is growing, but he knows that it's growing because there is not one seed that's planted that eventually doesn't grow up. And that's why a lot of time the word always encourages us to, when somebody tells us something, personally for me, I've come to learn that if I hear anything, if somebody tells me anything that is contradicting what God tells me, what the Father tells me, who I am, I rebuked it right in the moment. Oh, you can't make it. And sometimes people say that just by joking. Oh, no, you, you ain't going to be nothing. You're never going to make it. Oh, yeah, you, you know, why would you, you know, you can't do this. And the heart might be in the right, their intention might be right, but the enemy understands seeds. He understands because this drops, then I can start ministering. So the first point we're going to touch is the starting point of seeds. Because now we're talking about a, a person that understands system. He understand, and he understand the soil. Because, and be, because before it even starts as a soil, as a seed, at first there's a soil, there's a heart. And then he starts dropping things. And then when, that, when he drops, okay, let me go to that first before I actually go ahead of myself. So start, the starting seeds, the first point is starting seeds. And I'm going to break it down for you. The first part is... Well, in a regular tree, you first see a soil, then you see a seed, and then you see the roots. The seed from seeds, it turns into roots. Then you see a stem or a trunk. Then you see leaves and flowers and fruits. It depends on what type of trees it is. And the interesting thing is, like when you go back, and in so many references in the Bible, the fathers always reference us to a tree. 
because he understand the growing process, how to develop the mind, how to develop us into the fullness of Christ. If I can keep pouring good seeds into my sons or my daughter, surely they're going to make it to their destiny. You can't miss it. But the enemy, he's also, also smart. He knows what a child of God looks like. Often we don't, when we, when we say we are God's children and we, okay, we have his DNA, we ha we're made in the image of Christ, we think that's small, but he knows that's everything he's trying to be. Or he was trying to be. <laughs> and he can never be that. So his, all, his whole thing now is to stop us from achieving that. So for the tree, when we're talking about a plant, that's the soil, seeds, roots, stem, leaves, flowers, and fruit. And same for you men. It first started in our heart. When the enemy is going to drop something, he's going to first start as a seed. He dropped that seed. For every seed that fall on the soil of your heart, it eventually becomes rooted. When a seed drop, it eventually take place. It eventually start rooted. It start growing root. So when the seed drops, the first thing, after a little bit, like maybe after a day or two, that's why it's very important. The word always talks about where to not let the enemy take foothold. Like if somebody, you know, don't let anger do not let those things take place in your heart because a lot of times something that could have easily been dealt with in two seconds, the same day, somebody tells you the wrong thing, they probably call you the wrong name. <laughs> somebody might say they don't like you because those things are often seeds that we deal with in the daily base. They don't like you. We get a lot of seeds, stuff that we can, we can get a lot of seeds in divorce. We might have had a bad marriage or a bad, bad, just a bad experience. That's a seed that's planted. Abused, whether as a child, as an adult. All of those things are seed that is being planted 24-7. The person that we trust, they let us down. All those things, they drop seeds, and the enemy understands that. He understands. He understands, okay, you know what? If I'm going to get that person, if I need to destroy that tree, then I need to start destroy the seed. I need to attack it at the seed level. Because once it starts growing, then I can't really, you know, it's kind of hard. It's different. Once a tree is fully formed, you can't really tear it down anymore. You can, but it's going to be really, really, really hard. So he understands destroying things at a seed level. And the beauty about that we have to understand is when a seed drop, it doesn't, it doesn't become a root immediately. Sometimes it's a day, it's two days, it's three days. But an error often we do as God's children. Because one thing I have to say is the world cannot use some of those contexts. But this is truly for God's children. Forgiveness is it's a matter of God's children, Abba's children. Because this, it goes above, it passed above. You can't try to tell the world, hey, you know, you need to forgive. 
What is that? Well, for what? There's no relationship. There's no foundation of if I don't do this, then what? So a lot of time, those factors are for those that are in the kingdom. So the Father obligates, want us to do a certain things because he understands, A, if the world doesn't do it, it's fine. But for you, it grows. When a seed plants, when a seed falls in your heart, if you don't deal with it in the moment and you sit on it, you sleep on it, you sit on it, it grows into a whole tree. It becomes a stem. It becomes a whole new thing. And the, enemy, and the Bible talks about where often the one thing, one door we open, it opens door to a zillion things. So a lot of time as one thing we have to realize is, and that's the funny, that's the interesting thing. When you think in the natural, when you plant a seed, if it grow a tree, it just, okay, we, if, if it grow a tree and of mango, then it's just mango. But in the spirit realm, when we grow a tree, when we drop the seed and it grow a tree, not only it, it produce the one thing, the seed that was planted, but it also grew all many other things. It started growing jealousy. Now you're like, oh, well, I, somebody only called me ugly. Now, before you know it, self-esteem, jealousy, anger. So it's different. Everything in the spirit realm often is double, triple. Sometimes even quadruple. And many, we see many references of that often, when about, even when Jesus said, I'll call a legion of angels. And we get an understanding of a legion, I believe that's 6,000. So a lot of time when, when, the, if, when the Bible probably say 10, he probably will be talk, talking about 6,000 or 10,000. Because in the spirit when things just quadruple is, <laughs> it just goes in a whole different level. So we have to truly guard it all mind because the enemy, again, he understands system. He understands how the spirit realm works. He knows if I drop this, then I can really, if, honestly, if he wants to get you in anger, he can honestly just attack you in, um, in self-esteem. If I drop that seed, okay, then I'll know that this coming as well. Because he understands how that works. So that's why the word always talks about we have to truly guard it our mind. Guard it our heart because out of it flows so many things. So before you know it, you're doing so many things. You're saying things. People are saying you're this, you did, you're that. It's because there was a seed that was planted. And we slept on it. We let it grow. We let it just start growing, growing roots, roots. And it takes place. And the interesting thing about roots also is when a root start growing, it start growing within. It dig down and start growing within. And then by the time you see it start manifesting out, it's because within it's already fully established. In your heart, it's already fully established. Everything that, every area is already fully established. And then so by the time when people truly, when you hear what's coming out of your mouth, it's because there's already a whole establishment. Full roots is already taken in your heart. Amen? So we have to truly guard our heart so that things don't take place and before we know it, Something you could have stopped in one day. You know, somebody who told you something, you know, and there are things 
and we're going to go a little bit into that as well. There are things that sometimes we can't help. In our innocent days, there are things that take place we don't have any control over that. But still, it, it, there are still tricks of the enemy. Because often, for the most part, he always trying to get us in the most vulnerable days. In the most innocent day, when we can't defend ourselves, when the word of God is not fully engrafted in us. He said, okay, if there's a time for me to do this, I need to do it now. Let me get moving. <laughs> so it's very important to watch our heart, the things that are going in, the things that we allowing people to, or even the people that we are around. Because a lot of time, roots or seed doesn't just plant by me arguing with someone. Me being in that circle alone is enough. There's zillions of seeds that are being planted. And before you know it, you start acting a certain way. You start saying a certain things. And you're like, well, I, I, that's not who I am. Yes. By the time you figure it out, it's already fully established in your heart. So we have to watch what we, the people we around. So we see seeds germinated. It becomes root, like we said. And that root, that's how we, that's how we get the whole concept of bitterness. That's how bitterness form. Start with a seed, and that seed grow, and now the root of it becomes bitterness. Is bitterness. And again, it always go back to, it's really based on how long you deal with it, how fast you deal with it. Because no seeds fall on the, oil, I mean, on the ground or soil start producing immediately. It takes time. And there are times we know and there are times we do know. There are times we don't know, there are times we do know. So we have to always, <laughs> one time, <laughs> I got a word. Um, Dr. Hardy called me and said, uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> and and it's, it's, it was good for me, because sometimes you don't know that you are, your heart is being, um, uh, seed, is a seed is planted. Many times, you, you, sometimes you don't know. Because um, sometimes you can live with something, oh, you know, it's whatever, it's fine. But it still doesn't remove the fact that it's doing the work. It's like music. It goes in, it does whatever it desires to do without your permission. So there are times things come in and we didn't give them access. We didn't give them permission, but they took total access without our permission. So. And she's like, you know, the father said, because I know if he says it, then it's because something. And I probably didn't acknowledge it. I did not know. It's like, you know what the father says, you know, to whenever something happened to you, immediately go back to him. Don't allow your love to be tainted. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. I didn't, I feel like I was good. <laughs> I didn't feel like my love was tainted, but he knows. And that could be anything. Like, it's very, very, so the heart is a very sensitive part in our, um, in our body, so we have to constantly guard it and wash it with the word. And then the roots form unto roots first and then form underground. And after a while, it, you know, it get off the soil. Then we start seeing branches. We start seeing leaves. Like I said, by that time, it's already deep in. 
if you start seeing leaves growing up, it's already out. <laughs> I know that I did this as a bird. But <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's already in. So we have to watch, uh, watch what we are putting in. The people are we allowing ourselves to be around because things are taking place without our permission. And the father understands seeds, when he, often he talks about mustard seed, how a, such a small thing, so little, and it just becoming the biggest tree, such a large tree. Because sometimes the smallest thing that, took, that happened in our life, the smallest thing, and often, and again, the enemy is he's very tricky because he understands all God's children has a great destiny. There's no, there's no such thing as in somebody have a better destiny or purpose than you. There's no such thing because we are all made in Christ's image or God's image. So my destiny, my purpose, my calling is not greater than yours. I don't have one that's higher. I don't have a higher, call, higher calling than you. It just so happened that we just, we all equally have a same, different calling, but the same ultimate purpose, same value. So to him, when he understands, he knows the moment, the fact that you created in the Father's image, automatically your destiny is bigger than life. It doesn't matter whether you were born in Haiti or America or friends, your destiny is bigger than life. But he knows how to destroy destiny because he hates what he can never become. So what he does is, he, if he can get you from the very beginning, from your family, and that's what like generational things call. You have generational stronghold, generational curse, familiar spirit, things in your family that are familiar with how family does things. Okay, I know this family, they just like to procrastinate. Then I'm just gonna take them on that. I'll know this family, they'll just like to drink beer. So I'm gonna attack them, okay, there's no, cause they understand DNA. The, the enemy understands DNA. So he knows that, okay, if such and such, it's your dad, if your grandfather loved to, used to love drinking alcohol, there's no way you won't love it. It flows. So because of that, he knows exactly what to give you, exactly where to attack, how to come. And a lot of times you find a lot of innocent children from the very you know, earliest childhood, whether it's five, one, you know, at, at the very innocent time in their life. The enemy take their innocent. Same thing. It's not that they did anything wrong, but nevertheless, he understands purpose. He understands that it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody on this planet has a higher calling in your life. Human being in general. However, the fastest way to get to it is through the Father, because he's the founder. He is the master builder. He's the creator. So he knows the fastest way to get you there. If you're not in him, you can walk into different things that maybe wasn't your part of your calling, but you can still get to it. Sometimes by a level of discipline, we can get to certain things in our life. It may not be the fullness, but we can still walk into a certain destiny. You can still become the next Jeff Bezos, with or without him. Is it, it may not be ultimately how he wanted or the ultimate purpose, but it's still, you can still get to a certain destiny without the Father. So, 
The enemy understands human nature in general. He, he hates human nature, the human being, the human race. So he's trying to sift in in the earliest time in your life, the most innocent. You do not know. You don't have the word. The word is not engrafted in you. And yet, plus, maybe sometime your family might have done things. Okay, there's a family. Okay, this is a root in the family I can easily access there. Or sometime maybe not. He just wanted to make you are that, that, that you, he, he wants to make you that beginning of that new generational stronghold curse or whatever. But we have to realize when he does that, that's why the father creates, he, he doesn't want us to hold on to bitterness. He creates grace. He's like, you know what, son, I know this happened to you. I wish I could pull you out of it. But often we're not bringing his kingdom on the, on the earth, on our household, in our community, on our bedroom. So because we're not inviting him, so there are things that happen. It's not your fault, but he couldn't do anything because he wasn't there. Nobody invited him. Nobody invited him. Everybody kicked him out. But even despite of that, he still creates a way where, you know what? Okay, you have, I, you have a calling in your life. I need you. He needs all of us, but you in particular, I need you. Yes, this happened to me, but I'm going to put you around people. Some way, somehow, you're going to make it out of it. Some way, somehow, you're going to make it out of it because you have to. Yes, this happened to me. I wish I didn't allow it, but it happened. But he gave us a greater grace. He said, when sin did abound, he, grace did abound even more. When sometimes the digger, the deeper your root is, I just sound like a Haitian, is, <laughs> I said is, yeah, there we go. The deeper your root, <laughs> sometimes it's the harder it's the deeper your revelation. It's the deeper he's going to elevate you. So I say that to say, yes, the enemy often trying to come to oppose the Father's purpose in our life. He always, and that's his 24-hour job. But he always, the Father always make plan to remove it. Always. He used those things. I think it's, it's, that's the reason why I truly believe as his children, everything that happens, we are to use it. We should not let nothing on the table. Even if I'm not a writer, I need to write a book about what happened to me. Because I have to remind the enemy of what, hey, you know what, this is what you were trying to do. But this is what you can never do, hallelujah. Even if I'm not an artist, I'm going to sing a song just to make sure that, hey, you know what, you were trying to kill me. I'm going to let you know. <laughs> so there are things we have to use it as a testimony. There's a saying, they say, use, turn a lemon in and make lemon juice, lemonade, all that. <laughs> it's important to use the worst things in our life. But it started as a, in a place of forgiveness. Amen. We have to. 
Because the enemy knows, he knows what he's doing. Because this is a plan perfectly planned. He's been planning this before your, your whole ancestor was born. So this is not a new plan. He has a system. And when people have system, after when you use the system so well, you become an expert at it. So this is a guy who's been planning this. He, un he understands how to destroy trees. He understands how the system works. He was right there with him. So he understands. So if I need to destroy this generation, okay, this is the system that I have to establish for them. I put that before them. Nobody's going to make it out of it. There's every, this whole generation is going to destroy because he knows. He, he's, been doing, he's been doing this for so long. He understands how to destroy God's children. But glory be to God. He always had a higher plan. Amen. He has a greater plan for his children, something that the enemy can't see. Despite of how much he spent time in heaven, I don't care. He can't see that. It's like a secret weapon. The Father always has a secret weapon. A secret weapon that nobody can see. He only uses it once in a while. And he always uses it for his children. He always uses it. He, he uses it once in a while, but he always uses it. Like, you know how, okay, I have this secret weapon. I don't play sports, so I'm not even going to use a sport reference. <laughs> how you have like the best player, you just waited till the game is like, you know, it's about to go down and then you just pull that. Or if you play poker, you pull that card. So the enemy understands, but the father understands that, you know what? No, I know greater. I create you. I created you. So that's why we can't live in fear. Because yes, somebody might have hurt us. They might have let us down. They took our innocent away. It hurts. Um, you might have been that person that trained your next boss. <laughs> and they promoted him or her. And then they let you down. Now that person becomes your boss. Hey. And sometimes we have to understand. Again, the enemy understands what triggers because he's been in your family. He's not new. He's, not, he's been around for long enough. So he knows what trigger. I can pull that card. Because he has a secret card too. Because remember, he's an opposer. So everything the father has, he's trying to create one the same way. A secret weapon. But we have a secret weapon that he can't fully understand and never will. When we pull things from the spirit realm in our spirit, in, in our spirit tongue, in a spiritual language, he, can't, he cannot even fathom that. He, doesn't, he can't temper with that at all. That's why the word says to pray in the most holy faith. Amen? Because there are things that we can pull towards us that he cannot interfere with. A second part is, um, the second point we're going to see is seed sower for Satan. I know that's kind of like, okay, what are you saying? <laughs> but as I was preparing this message, the father says, you know, you really have to target this because we can, we can become the enemy seed sower. We can become the one that's sowing seeds for the enemy. 
What does that look like? Because often, the same way we can speak life into people, we can also speak into their circumstance. We can say something to someone that what you said become that seed in their life that's destroying them, that's tormenting them. And there are times that the enemy can minister to you, can use you to drop seeds into people's life, in your family, in your children, your husbands, your wife, your boss, or even a person on the street. We can tell them something, it, it messed up the whole day, the whole week. And that can become that, that seed that you drop and eventually becomes, take root. It eventually take root and it become, I mean, it start growing leaves, trees, and then produce fruit. And often a lot of time, even in our community, we see often a lot of young people A lot of young people doing things that we would say that, okay, you know what, they're a vagabond or they're just thugs or whatever the case may be. But often we are the one that planted that seed. We're the one that planted that seed. Because life is a domino effect. I uh, once believe uh, I, I talked to this young lady where because of what somebody did to her, a bad seed. Now when she had, she had children, and that children, because that seed that was planted, he's a, he becomes a product of that seed, of that bad seed. Now he's on the street doing all kinds of things. That was that seed you planted. You planted a seed. Often we don't even acknowledge, we, we probably don't even know. So that's why even when we watch, we have to guard our heart, guard our mind, what comes out of our mouth, because it can speak life into somebody, but it can also destroy a whole generation. Because that person can be the, the beginning of that new seed and a whole new family. So 50, 60, 70 years later, now you, you just created a whole generational curse. And we mind you, when one thing come in, it created many, many other things. When the enemy comes, he doesn't just do one thing, he do many things. You might have called that person this, you might have created this, you might have abused that person. And you're, oh yeah, that was just one person. No, you just created a whole generation of many, many, many of that. Killers, rapists, people that neglect, you know, reject their family because of something that we did. So it's very, very important to, as God's children, I had to realize when the father was talking to me, I said, you know what, we have to come to a point where we sometimes we have to call people back. I had to do it one time. I had to do it. When I left my ex, hey, when I left my ex, I, and not that I did anything wrong, um, but I truly believe that I am that person. I like to have a clear conscience in everything that I do. I called her back, I said, you know what, if I did anything, like, and it's funny, like, that was probably in 2018, um, 19, I'm not sure. You know, we weren't together, she went her way, I went away, my way, but I told her, you know what, I just want to make sure if I said anything that offended you, that I did wrong, I wanted to apologize. 
I wanted to apologize. I want to make sure that my conscience, because I, I wanted to make sure I didn't plant any seeds. Because sometimes we don't think we are, but we planted seeds in people. That person might lose their confidence ever. That person can, they may never get married again. That person may never find like they're worthy, especially we may not even know what they were dealing with it prior. So it's important to sometimes go back and clear some mess. <laughs> it's important. So I'm like, you know what? And when I text her, she said, you know what? Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And, you know, it might have did something. I truly believe it did, but it was in my heart. I'm like, you know what? I needed to say this. I mean, I needed to apologize for whatever that I might have done. You know, if I destroy your confidence, I want you to get it back again, you know? But it's important. It's truly, truly important because sometimes we give people wrong advice. We introduce people to the wrong thing. Because sometimes you introduce somebody to something and then you left it. You find your way out. And then that person got stuck. <laughs> and that happens so many times, especially in what? In stuff like, uh, I guess, drugs and stuff like that. A lot of people, I'm, I don't want to say that I'm 1,000% sure, but I'm about 90% sure that every person that started, and I'm sure the psychologists, <laughs> the doctors are here, they can probably uh, correct this. 90% of people that are introduced to drugs, most of them, they weren't introduced by themselves. Somebody introduced it to them. Most of them were introduced by someone. Someone introduced them to that lifestyle. Or different things. So you did that, and then you find your way out. And then that person, that's it. <laughs> they stuck. And often we don't even have the desire or we don't even find in our heart to go back and clear some of that mess. It's important, we have to, that's the best way I can call it, clear some mess. We have to go back and clear some, you know, clean some mess. Because we can root it a whole generation, we can start it a whole generational curse in somebody's life, unknowingly. Our children, that's another thing. I think as parents, and even me as, you know, future parent very um, soon, it's, <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's, it's important to know how we talk to them because we can drop seeds that can, we can't remove. We might remove some of it, and especially every, you know, children, you know, every kid are different. Sometimes you can drop, you can remove some of it, but there is this long-lasting rune that you did in the heart that penetrate. We're going to need more than just... I'm sorry to remove that. We're going <laughs> to need the interfe- you know, we're going to need the Holy Spirit and an army of angels to pull it out because you know we have to do our part. We have to be very very careful. When we're dropping seeds, the people that we talk to in our circles, our spouse, the people that we are around, we have to be careful about the seeds that we are dropping because they're planting they 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 when that seed drop it turns into a root. And then it starts developing. And before we know it, we have a whole community of chaos. We have a whole family of chaos. And you're like, oh, this whole family, they all messed up. You did that. Well, you play part of it. You play part of it. Your children, you play part of it. 
So we have to be careful and not be the one accusing, oh, you know what? You just like such and such. We can't say that because we play a part of it. We're not, our hands is not off the table. It's not clean, so we play part of it. And last thing is to identify them. I know we talked about this, but I want to bring it back again. Uh, we talked about it last week, but it's important to identify those runes because those are the things that turns into from a root, and that root is bitterness. Now it creates anger, it creates malice, it creates all types of things. And again, the word says that not often we just identify it as this, it creates so many other things, jealousy, lust, low self-esteem. But there is an answer. We can come out of it. So most people, when we see them with bitterness and they say they don't want to forgive, it almost sometimes almost feels like, you know what, you can get the, you, can, you have the right to feel how you feel. It would feel like that. And the enemy would probably tell you that you have every right. Well, you know, if anybody can, you know, my dad did this, this and this did that, uh, my husband did this, my wife did this, it would make sense for you to feel how you feel. But when you do that, you stop your destiny. When you do that, you stop your, your freedom. I found this. It says that um, the best way to revenge, the greatest revenge when it comes to forgiveness or towards anything that somebody might have done to you is by forgive them. That's your greatest weapon. I'm going to forgive you like I, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> I'm going to forgive you like I don't know what to do with you. And not just say it out of my mouth, but in my heart. And it's a process. We have to identify. Because often we can just, certain things, as much as we desire to do it, we have to understand the roots of it, how it goes about. Because we can say with our mouth we want to do it, but because we don't understand the process of it, then sometimes we say it, but then it's still, if you hear that person's voice anywhere, it bothers you. That means there's still something there. If I had just heard your name, it's bothering me, then that's an issue. So we have to be able to identify those wounds or those bitter areas. Check your heart. This is the first way you can start. You can check your heart. How do you feel when they say such and such? If you're watching a movie about this, because sometimes it can bring trigger, and some things bring trigger by default. But how does it feel deep inside? Then by that, then you can, okay, this is an area that I still need to work in. Check your attitude. Those are ways you can identify if I still have issues. Because before you can treat the disease, then we, know to, we need to understand what's wrong. How does people feel about it when, we, when you talk? Because the best way for, to understand if we are being changed, if we're no longer bitter, if we're not living with bitterness, is 
Sometimes we can't tell ourselves. You might have to ask somebody. That's the best way. Find an accountable, you know, accountability person. Your family, how do they feel? How many people tell you the exact same thing? I get one, okay, that's probably, they're just probably jealous. <laughs> but if two, okay, maybe just two wrong people, you know, they probably just don't like you. Three, uh, okay, we're gonna need to start checking some, you know, what we need to check ourselves. So if, for me, in order for me to start dealing with the issue, then I have to be able to identify, okay, that I, there is an issue there. So those are the ways where I can identify that there is an issue. Your family, most of them, sometimes they, some family will tell you and some family won't. Your leaders, how do they feel? Like, and those are things that sometimes you can ask somebody. How am I? How am I doing? <laughs> when I'm around you, how do, I, how do you feel? What, the, what vibe do you give me? When I speak to you, when I talk, when we're talking, How do I come across? Because sometimes we can't tell. Because a lot of times there are things that's there we can't identify them ourselves. How does people feel about you? Often I don't necessarily take everybody's advice because some people are just, yeah. <laughs> that's just how they are. But I will check with people that I trust. Because in every growth in life, we can't do it alone. And the first people often that, the world will be able to tell you when you're growing. That I know for without a shadow of a doubt. They will be able to tell you, your circles. Human beings will be able to tell, okay, if you're growing or not. Because we can't tell ourselves I'm growing. If it's just me, okay, you know, I'm growing, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> then you know you're really not good because you're the only person that's telling this. It can't just be you. <laughs> we need to find some accountability, you know, people that we trust, leaders, our church communities, people that the Father has placed in your life to help you. We need to identify those things. And once we identify them, then we can start working on the forgiveness process. Like I said earlier, our greatest revenge is to forgive. When you can forgive your, the person that hurts you, because remember, that's a physical person, but you're really dealing with a spiritual event. It just happened to be in the physical. He used a body. He needs somebody. <laughs> He's going to come some way somehow. He heard your prayer. When you were praying, he heard you. You were praying for such and such. He heard it. You are looking for that job. He heard it. So he's going to send somebody in that job for you. You are praying for that, this husband, this wife. You are praying for this new car. He's going to show up. And a lot of time he does it right in the things that you are praying for just to mess up your faith. To attack your faith even more. Well, you know, see, well, I, I, now you're in that place where I was reading this about, I believe, uh, T.G. Jake says, uh, the two, there's two things that can hold you back. It's your last mistake and your last success. Because your last mistake can hold you back where you never want to move forward just as much as your last success. 
You could just hold on to it, and then you never want to move forward. So the enemy, a lot of time, he would just use that. Well, you know what? If I messed up, uh, they were trying to get this job. I, he literally sent someone just in there to attack you, to accuse you, to do the worst thing. Now, honestly, sometimes the next time you may not even want to pray for a job anymore. <laughs> like, you know what? Mm, this happened there. I don't even want to go to a job anymore. So he literally attacking your faith in the areas that he know you're trying to grow. You're trying to build up your faith. And he's attacking right in that area. But when we understand forgiveness, we can always walk with an empty heart, with an open heart. And you know what? This happened, but I'm going to let it happen. I'm going to put this in the past. I will not let you stop my growth. I will not let you stop me from entering into what the Father has for me. My future is too great. It's too big for me to look back, to hold on to things that's not helping me growing. I can't do that. In Ephesians, the Bible talks, um, in Ephesians 4, verse 25, we're going to finish. It says that, I'm going to read 26 and 27 for the sake of time. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. We're not giving him no foothold over our life. Because he knows. He knows when he attacks you in those areas, he can dominate you in that. Because he knows the system. He knows trees. He knows when seeds. He knows how the trees of life is created. And he has a perfect replica. He, okay, I know what this works. Okay, if I drop this and it grows this, and then it does this, it does that, okay, I got her, I got you. So he understands. So we're not dealing with somebody who is not, and the, the Bible is, but the good thing about that is the Father always give us an example, or he always give us a comeback. He says that we're not ignorant of his devices. You know why? Because he's a thief. He's always stealing what I have. So if I say I'm going to bless you, he says he's going to say I'm going to curse you. So if you're, if you're moved by the Spirit, if you're being led by the Spirit, okay, you can identify the true voice. He's only telling you what the opposite of what the Father is truly telling you. So if he tells you anything, just think about the opposite. You'll be good. Because he's trying to replicate, he's trying to duplicate everything the Father does. But he can't do it right because he has no truth in him. So he will only tell you the opposite. Oh, yeah, you can't do this. How can you do this? Who gave you the right to do this? Have you, haven't you seen your mom, your dad? Haven't you seen your, your last family, your whole generation? So we can identify it because we know there's no truth in him. We know his tricks because he's only using what our father's trying to tell us. He's like somebody trying to steal. <laughs> the, my favorite verse in the Bible is when, uh, when Satan trying to tell Jesus, you know what, if you bow before me, I'll give you the, the kingdom. I'm like the audacity. <laughs> the audacity this brother has trying to give me what I have, what I own, right? The audacity. So if he did that to Jesus, what do you think? 
He says, bow before me. I'm going to give you what <laughs> belongs to you. But we're going to close. We have to understand we can't live until we, because we try to grow, the Father has so much greater things for us. We have to, because we can identify the enemy, we can identify his tricks, his lies. We can identify how he's trying to contradict everything good that the Father has for you. And best believe it, he's always going to do it. You overcome this, best believe it, in two more years, he's coming back. Until another opportunity. That's what he, t he said to Jesus. You know, I'm just going to let it, okay, I'm coming back again. <laughs> I have to be back. So he's always going to come back. So when you overcome every step, every mountain, every trial you overcome, is dig deeper you digging your root. But the, the only difference is that root is the foundation. You digging yourself in Christ. Because we might remember he's only the seed that he drops, he dropped bad seeds, but the father dropped good seeds. And those the word take root. So the higher, every time you overcome something, the higher you go in him is deeper, your root is digging in, into your father. It's the more things you can overcome. So don't let forgiveness, don't let the bitterness in your heart stop you from growing. You're locking yourself in your shame. I found this. It says, when you forgive, you can finally find the true identity, your true identity, because it's hidden behind a mask you were hiding from. When you forgive, it was like a whole wall. You were just everything. Sometimes our anger is part of our is part of our mask. When we yell, it's we're trying to tell, show people that we are, you know, we're trying to intimidate people. But the reality is because we still are dealing with things within ourselves. So that mask to show people that we are, hey, I am strong. I'm this. I'm. That's not the truth. Like we are strong in Christ. We are more than conquering him. You don't have to put up a mask so that you don't have to. And a lot, there are times it feels like that. And again, it's trick of the enemy. Hey, that person did this to me, so I have to hold this personality so that this never happens to me again. But you don't have to do this because your life is hidden in Christ. You are a new person now. The things that went past, they are past. And now the Father's taking you to a deeper place. The Father is taking you. You can remove that mask and finally find your true self, who he calls you, who you say you are. You are made in his image and his likeness. Forgiveness is for you. It's, fun. it's not for no one. When you forgive, you forgive yourself. And when you break that barrier, that wall, you literally just free yourself and your whole family, your generation, from a stronghold, from a wall. From, you just literally tear down a wall. 
So again, I love this. It says, when you find, when you forgive, you finally find your true identity. Because all this time, you are blocking, you are making excuse, you are, it wasn't truly you. Because you're made in his image, when you, when the, when the world sees you, when that wall comes down, they see the Father. Let me read this last verse that I truly love. Um, it says in Galatians 5, but the fruit of the Spirit, people can finally see the true fruits in your heart. The true you is love. They can see that love. Because a lot of times you find a lot of people that have been hurt, they can be extremely bitter. It's not because of that. It's just, again, it's a wall. They don't know how to receive because the last person they let in destroy their heart. The last person they let in let them down. So why would I? So the Father is telling you today that, hey, you can let me in because I died for you. When you forgive, you literally, you also make room so that for you, you can feel more connected to your Father. He can still hear your prayer. But yourself, within yourself, there is a wall that you create. Well, every person that I know, ever, you know they never really truly love me. They never really say they're going to, they never do what they say going to do. Why would he do, does it? So he really, really, when you do that, you open that wall. You free yourself from sickness and disease because all those things invited. When we don't forgive, the bitterness invited all those things in. So it says the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with passion and desire. We crucify ourselves to all things. They don't have any control over our life. Since, the, since we live by Christ, let us skip the step. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceit and provoking and envy of each other. Allow him to do the work that he's trying to do in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. Because he has a greater plan. And that wall has to come down. Heavenly Father, we thank you for forgiving our sin. Yes, indeed, you have, Father. Father, when we let people down, we pray, Father God, that the seed that we planted in our heart, Father, we repent, Father God, from the people that we let down, from the people that we 